welcome to Fostering the Inner Child podcast. My name is Melana Macias, and I am your Christ-centered child deliverance coach. I help parents understand trauma and behavioral issues from a biblical spiritual perspective, and I empower them to take authority. If this is your first time listening to me, thank you for taking the time. If you haven't joined my Facebook page, please go over and check us out at Fostering the Inner Child. I would love to have you. So before we start, again, I always have to throw my disclaimer out there. I am not a psychologist, therapist, or doctor. These episodes are for educational and spiritual development. Today, I wanted to focus on, I want to talk about how to know if your child is under spiritual attack. But first, I actually wanted to go and take a deeper look at Ephesians 6, 10 through 12. And this is the AMPC version. These verses, um, these verses, sorry, talk about putting the whole armor of God on and that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but about four levels of demonic forces. We face these demonic forces. They influence us every single day, and they also influence our children. And depending on their ranking depends on the warfare, the type of warfare. So what are the levels? We have the rulers, one, the powers, two. We have the world forces of this present darkness, and number four, the, spirit, uh, the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. Okay, so in that order is that rank. So the, the lesser would be the rulers, and the higher would be um, the ones in the, the forces in the wickedly, uh, wickedness in heavenly places. We could kind of look at it as um, like the army or the military, you know, in their ranking you have you know, different rankings, and depending on the ranking is dependent on the power. So let's, let's break it down and get a, get a better understanding of Ephesians 6.12. So the Apostle Paul provides a spiritual view of the, the cosmic struggle between good and evil. The powers, world rulers, and world forces of the present darkness are different entities within a hierarchy of spiritual beings opposing God. Um, powers or authorities may be uh, ruling entities in the unseen world that have been given some level, level of power. World rulers, on the other hand, can be understood as referring to most influential evil spirits that govern a particular uh, geographical or groups of people. There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack with this, but um, this is just like it, it, some some of this that I that I say. Some theologians may just disagree with me, and that's fine. I mean, some of this um, has been debated, but this is just my my thoughts about um, Ephesians. So the world forces of this present darkness are likely the collective system and ideologies in the world that opposes God, God's law and order. Embodying the spiritual forces that work to bring disorder and chaos. 
these forces operate in heavenly places, as Paul uses to denote the spiritual realm which interacts with the earthly one. Like I said, interpretations of these can vary among different theological perspectives, but, you know, that's just my little take on Ephesians 6, verse 10. Um... And then lastly, we have the wickedness in heavenly places, and it refers to the spiritual realm wherein fallen angels exist. These entities are led by Satan, are the source of evil, and are the source of wickedness, and they operate in the spiritual dimension. And when I say heavenly, I don't mean as in divine holiness, but as actual a realm beyond our earthly existence. The wickedness influences the world indirectly, fostering hatred, uh, uh, straying humanity from the path of righteousness, basically. But the Bible does tell us, as believers, we must equip ourselves with the armor of God to resist the spiritual forces. And highlighting the need for spiritual preparedness and steadfast in faith, for sure. So how do we know if our children are going through spiritual warfare? I do have some key areas that I'm going to touch on that the enemy will typically attack. And what should we be praying for daily for our kids about to combat the attacks of the enemy? Then I will actually go into the physical, like the phys- some of the physical points that... Um, can maybe help you discern if your child is going through spiritual warfare. So, Satan and his demonic forces may attack our children by influencing the world around them. And this can manifest in various ways. Um, One potential avenue could be false ideologies uh, that contradicts God's teaching. Spiritual texts like uh, fear, um, doubt, confusion about their faith, encouraging them to stray from the paths of righteousness. These forces may also encourage negative behaviors such as disobedience, rebellion, and selfishness. That's why it's crucial to, to equip our children with the armor of God, teaching them the truths of the Bible and making sure they're fostering a personal relationship with Jesus, encouraging a prayerful lifestyle, and demonstrating the importance of faith and reliance on God's word to withstand these spiritual attacks. Another key point, self-worth. We talked about that in my last episode about identity loss. Um, If the enemy can make them forget who they are in Christ with a with a big Holy Spirit, because there's no junior Holy Spirit in children, <laughs> then he can lead them into, do, to, into believing other things that are not of God. The enemy will come in and tell our kids that their self-worth is based on how they look, what they own, and even what they accomplish. He tells them that the pleasures of this world matters more than the conviction and correction of the Holy Spirit. Essentially, the devil is trying, teaching our kids to shut out the voice of the Holy Spirit and replace it with his voice. 
Appearance and gender causing confusion and double-mindedness. That's another big one right there. Um, even as young as four years old, I've seen little boys and girls develop a hate for their body image. That is something a child should never, ever be concerned about or even know anything about. That's where they're getting that from. They're getting from the voices of the devil, you know, the enemy. He's coming in and he's telling them, you know, you're fat or you're ugly or, you know, just different things. He's coming and telling them until the child's actually believing it. I even saw one child, which this child is not a child anymore, but at the age of like four, the child was so conscious of their body image that they would try not to eat very much. And I just was just in awe of how young that the devil can make that impression on our children. But since then, that, that child, like I said, is not a child anymore and healthy, healthy adult. So, but you know, it's, it's just crazy. It's just crazy how he just gets in there and um, he can even as young as four years old. We, always, we want our children to respect their bodies and love themselves, you know. So it's another key point to add to your prayers about your kids, about their, you know, about how they feel, especially preteens, teenagers, uh, especially around the puberty age. That's when um, the devil really tries to get in there with the body image. And that's when a lot of changes happen. And that's also kind of when, you know, the your child's not ugly, but you do go through an ugly face stage. And so they're just trying to learn about themselves, figure out who they are and, you know, how to make themselves feel good about themselves during a time that's really crazy emotionally with all the hormones and all that stuff. So that's a big one, especially for preteens, uh, to pray about. Uh, the, the next one is influence. Who are their friends. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15.33 that bad company corrupts good behavior. We need to make it a prayer that like-minded friends to come into our children's lives. Godly children that have a heart after God. So, you know, not a friends that's going to, you know, get our children off the, wrong, the, the right path into the wrong path. So we need to be in prayerful about that with our children. Pray for their calling to be fulfilled. Every single person on the planet, no matter the age, has been given a unique calling on their lives that no one else can fill. For example, if you Google child deliverance coach, which that's what I am, you will f not find anyone that does what I do. Yes, there are ministries out there that focus in the area of children and deliverance, but what God called me into is something no one else is doing in this niche for children. You will find a lot of deliverance ministers for adults, though. If you Google it, you will. <laughs> and some of them are not... Um, they just, they've bit, some of these ministers have been anointed by people that are witches and warlocks and, and you gotta be, you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful. That's all. You gotta do your research. That's the only way you do your research, find out about the person, uh, who they've been ordained by or, 
um, been anointed by and all those all those things because you'll find out a lot of people out here that are on big platforms they are not working under under um the lord they're working under you know satan so what are some signs that your child might be having spiritual struggles and how do you know if it's not their imagination or if it's reality well here are some keys to help you discern okay so um for, for little kids, the biggest one I've seen is dreams and things they've actually seen. I really hoped to have an episode of the importance of, of dreams and how both God and Satan gives us dreams. You know, and sometimes, because and, there's, there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to unpack, especially with dreams. Um, I won't go too much into it, but I'll just give you a small little example. Like, if you have a dream of a snake, depending on where where that snake, you know, if, if it's a black snake, it's non-venomous, right? So let's say that you had a dream about a cobra, and it bit you in the dream, and you actually felt it. You actually felt the pain. Well, that's going to be your level of warfare. You've got, you know, got to come against those dreams. So I hope that I can do a little somewhere, God willing, one of these episodes, but dreams of animals and snakes and things of that sort, um, it's, it usually it means something, and it's usually it means warfare, um, just depending on the ranking of the animal or, you know. So anyways, <clears throat> little children under the age of like 8 to 10 years old, I've seen will be fearful because they saw a dark entity. Now, I would use discernment with this one because if your child is saying all the time that he or she sees something dark in a particular area, has to have lights on or doors closed at night, something more might be going on. For example, I had a little boy around five years old who was terrified of his parents' bedroom. And when the door was open, he would slam the door closed, saying that he didn't want to see the black little boy. And he just keep actually, I had him draw this this entity, and it was uh, its face was completely black, and he used a black marker. Uh, He didn't really draw a body to it. It it was kind of like almost like a stick figure, but he said that's what it looked like. And its eyes, it did not have any pupils. He didn't know the name of what, but he just said they didn't have any eyes. So he said he kept seeing this in his parents' room when he would walk by it. And it wouldn't matter if it was day or night. He would have to have that door closed. He, he couldn't take it open. It's, if he was up in his room playing, he'd have to have that door closed. Um, but his room was located down the hall, not far, far from his parents' bedroom. The little boy kept telling his parents for months that there was a dark little boy in their room. And their parents didn't want to accept that there was something evil in their room. You know, who would? <laughs> I sure wouldn't. Um, I'd probably be a little creaked out, and then I'd go um, anoint my room and say Psalms 91 out loud. That's, that would be what I would be doing. <laughs> But the little boy, the little boy would actually scream and shed real tears if lights were all off at bedtime. 
some or even just having some night light had to remain on I mean, to the point of this poor little boy, he had like little dark circles underneath his eyes because he, he had too much light going on as he was sleeping, so he wasn't sleeping well. So as time went by, this child started to wake up with scratches on his body. And the dreams he was having was very demonic as well. I gave you the example of the cobra. Well, I took that example from this little boy because that's what he'd had. He had a dream of a cobra biting him three times and he told his parents about this and he told me and it he, i was actually really shocked that he was a five years old and he had such detail to this dream about this cobra that was up in his room what well, was actually he said it started out as like a, a black snake in his room it slithered down the stairs then it turned into a cobra and he went over to the cobra, and it bit him three times. He said this, um, this cobra was green. But we, as we all know, that cobras are highly ven venomous. I don't know. Um, but he said that he, the little boy told me, he said that his hand hurt afterwards. He could feel the pain, like it actually happened. And so I instructed... I instructed the um, parents to go into prayer and fasting because there's assignment out on him because of the calling on his life i mean the words that were spoken over him that he was going to be a matthew i mean that's uh that's pretty wild you know and he the parents said that um that um, it'd been prophesied over him that he was going to be very unique that he was going to do some big things so i feel that the attack was coming from because of the anointing that's on this child's life And so these things are real, and they really happen even to the youngest of children. We always have to be one step ahead of the devil and his devices, and never to be scared, though. Never, never. Because that big Holy Spirit that lives within us, our tongues that speak life and death, but we speak life, and our feet that can crush the head of the serpent. God is within us, has made us powerful to the enemy, as he's already lost, as we see in Revelations. He's already lost. <clears throat> so other things to look out for, and this is going to be talking to the older children, uh, preteens, teens, um, sudden behavior, uh, changes in behavior. Now, this could be hormonal, too. So you, as your parent, you take discernment whether or not it, that could be hormonal. Um, other things, not wanting to do things they once wanted to do or enjoyed doing. There again, there's a sermon there because, you know, your child could be feeling depressed. Did something happen recently? You know, you got to think only, only mom and dad and guardians are know, you know, is there something that has happened to cause my child to act this way or is this something more spiritual going on, you know? Um, children may resist going to church or pray, whereas before it wasn't a problem. You know, they seem to be slipping away, slipping away from um, the Lord, pushing him away. Uh, unusual drawing near to dark things like tarot cards, pendulums, skulls, reading horoscopes. My goodness, there's just, uh, et cetera, et cetera. There's just so much demonic stuff in this world right now that, 
kids think that are just jokes and, and really it's it's bringing them you know hauntings from the devil in small children we see we talked about fear um another one is unnatural anger or fits of anger that that is like a big one um because the spirit of anger can get into some children where they're constantly angry to the point they're breaking things and destroying things and not caring about it, not caring about the consequences, not caring about any of it, and no remorse for it. Um, usually you see that in um, teenagers, but it has been in younger children as well, where I've seen them the little little kids five years old take a take a a metal car and somehow uh somehow they are able to break the metal of the car and i've seen it more than once um unnatural uh, strength is and i know that's a really odd one but i've actually had four-year-old that i felt like was stronger than than me i'm not joking so, you know, those things, it's just things that are not natural, like normal behavior. Um, another one is drawing disturbing images. Now, this can also be, you know, if something's happened in the family, <clears throat> a divorce or something like that, I mean, a child can draw images that, you know, where they're sad or they're crying and things of that sort because they're, they're sad that mom and dad's, you know, breaking up or just maybe another something else that has happened to trigger them to want to draw something that might be disturbing or sad um they wake up from nightmares all the time they're constantly having nightmares like i said that you know the, the nightmare with that five-year-old little boy you know he didn't think it was anything big but when they told me about it i was like oh no mom dad you've got to go into you got to go to prayer and fasting because this is there's a big assignment and you, you, you're, the, you're the ones, you're the ones that has relational authority. You've got to step in and you've got to take your authority back because he, that devil doesn't have any right. This is a child of God. So, so yes, you know, nightmares. Um, there could be possibly physical ailments um, that, but there again, I'm not a doctor and any physical ailment should be looked at by a medical professional. <clears throat> but there has been cases where a child is their whole body's in pain they're taken to the emergency room and the doctors find absolutely nothing wrong nothing wrong they've done every test they, they send the child home and that child might not have another episode for a few months and then there again mom dad's rushing them to the emergency room to find nothing's wrong they're perfect you know they're perfectly healthy sometimes the doctors call it growing pains I'm not a doctor, but I wouldn't think that would be from head to toe, but I, I'm not, like I said, I'm not a doctor. But if there's no reason for the condition after being looked at by a medical professional, I would then look into if there's something more spiritual reasoning behind it. And we also have to look at if there's not a medical reasoning behind it, when did that start? Did something happen to the child to bring the onset of this mysterious pains in their body. But yeah, like I said, all this is like real. I mean, I, 
he's out to get our kids. And we've got to be the one to step in and do, you know, wage war. But those are just some of the things that I know for facts that these type of behaviors and um, also, you know, the things that that they're going through, the things that they feel, the things that they see. And if my child, my children come up to me and said, I saw a dark entity, I would definitely take it seriously. Because when, when children are little, they're capable of seeing more than, than adults do because they have that childlike faith. And the Bible tells us that we should have childlike faith. But they do. So I believe that the veil is slightly open for them to see different things while, you know, for us, the veil's closed unless you're, you know, you're a seer. But as we approach closing of today's episode, I feel moved to, to pray for you and for your children. So Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I reach out to you on behalf of the parents turning, to, tuning into my words. May your wisdom guide them, your love nurture them, and your hand lead them wherever they need to go in order to advocate for their children. We stand united in prayer, Father, asking your help in understanding the needs of these precious young souls so that we may effectively combat the spiritual battles they face. We plead that you surround our children with friends who inspire their highest selves and distance those who do not serve their divine purpose. In Jesus' name, we humbly request your divine intervention to ensure our children's calling are realized and the enemy's plans are thwarted in Jesus' name. We pray that their dreams are filled with, with goodness and their days they will in. They will witness more of your angelic presence and your glory. Let their encounters be with more with you, Lord, and less with temptations. We trust that they, they will not lose sight of their true identities in you, Lord. We humbly ask that the protective power of Jesus' blood shield each child, ensuring their safety throughout the school year. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you. Yes, amen. That's it for this episode. If you would like to learn more, you can head over to fosteringtheinnerchild.com and pick up my free ebook. I also have a 14-week course where I go much deeper. You can also email me at fosteringtheinnerchild at gmail.com. Until then, I will talk to you next week on Fostering the Inner Child. Blessings.